pass and then swipe. All right. <clears throat> we'll edit out the first part of that. All right. And then we'll let this kind of build up a little bit. And just awkwardly sit here and wave and <laughs> wait for a couple people to come on. You do this. Do, 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 do. I haven't done this in a you very haven't? long time. No. It's not too bad. It's always awkward when you're first watching it because, like, no one's watching it yet. But then, okay. like, when someone watches it back, they see this and they're like, what are they doing? <laughs> and then I go, all right. So, hey, Scotty and I are, what's up, Don? How you doing? There we go. First person. Let's get it there going. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are sitting here in PB at uh, our open house. Uh, new listing coming on the market next week. One bedroom, one bath, condo. Not 215 baths. Yeah, it uh, doesn't have 215 baths. A little bit of typo error, but, you know, fat fingers will fix that up for when it goes live <laughs> next week. Um, but uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about what we're seeing in the market today, interest rates, and a couple of the main concerns that we're seeing buyers have nowadays. So um, being on the real estate side, I hear a lot of people, their hesitation and what they're waiting on is some sort of market correction. Right. And so it's, it's one of those where I like having, you know, you guys in the office together is that like I can have a serious conversation about what the interest rates are doing, where they're going, what we're projecting them to see. And right. obviously if we both had crystal balls, we'd be millionaires and right. sitting on the beach <laughs> instead of working right, right now on Saturday. But um, Talk about, um, so as the market is still getting hotter, uh, right. you know, summer's coming up, so it's right. buying season right, right now, prices are still creeping up, they're right. not hockey sticking like they have been no. for the last two years, they're starting to kind of like slow down and give us more of a gradual right. increase in price, but um, what's the inverse relationship as like this impending market correction is coming? Mm. We don't know when or how much, right. but what's the relationship between like a market correction and then what the interest rates are doing? Well, I definitely think that the rates are helping keep the, the prices down or stabilizing, especially as we're heading into summer. Yes. So you're seeing that those higher rates, typically in the past when we've seen going into summer, market is just gonna, it's gonna take off. It's time for people to sell, it's time for people to buy. But over the course of the past year, we've seen the rates start to tick up, which means people are qualifying for less money. So you're trying to buy the same house with less money. It's going to force the uh, force prices down a little bit. Uh, so seasonally going into summer, we're definitely seeing it as maybe cooling off the market a little bit. And then maybe after summer as we go in and we start to see a dip, we might see where maybe prices really should be. I remember last summer we were seeing places like in my neighborhood in University Heights, Houses going for like eight fifty, and mm -hmm. we're like, well, that's it's too much for that neighborhood. Yeah, um, and you saw one house do it, and then it would start to like tick back down. So I think we're going to see less of a spike this summer, okay. um, and then maybe a little bit of a correction. But but houses getting back to kind of where they need to be in respect to where the rates are. Okay, and rates going up by about a percent from where they were last year. Yeah, so. Prices are still going up, but they're not increasing as they were at the rate. And so what do you see the rates doing? Obviously, we don't have the crystal ball, but <laughs> in the next six months, 12 months, and et cetera. And how much is that going to affect someone's purchase power? Okay. Yeah, I can't, I can't see the rates doing anything but keep going up. Okay. Um, everything just keeps pointing in that direction. We always tell people to look at the bond, like mm -hmm. the bond market. Uh, Mortgage-backed securities are traded similar to how the 10-year treasury note is traded. Okay, uh, so just to be super simple, where would I find that information? Oh, you could go yahoofinance.com okay. and then just look at the 10-year treasury. Yeah. And if you look at the, the indication of it over the past, like, I don't know, you can probably go to just the last five years, last 12 months, last mm -hmm. six months, last month, 
you'll see the there's like peaks and valleys, but overall it's climbing upwards. So we're seeing the same thing with rates. Um, they've just been on a steady upward climb, and I can't see them going anywhere but that. So for, gosh, every quarter or an eighth in interest rate, you're probably looking about $50 a month, and that could be $10,000 in purchase price. Yeah. And so we probably don't see the market cooling off at $10,000 or more in the next six months anyway. So Right. Hi, how are you? Afternoon. Hi. You know, whatever time of day it is, it's all good. <laughs> Um, yeah. So in small <clears throat> intervals, it's not making a huge impact, but mm -hmm. over time, you start to take 10k, 10k, 10k. And now you're looking at 40k less for a house, selling it, you know, maybe next year than what you could have this summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, as the prices possibly are going down and correcting, and the interest rates are going up, it's almost right. kind of balancing itself it totally out. Is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Same people are still buying the same houses. They're just different numbers, right? Lower sales price, higher interest rate. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything else that's kind of like on your radar right now of going into summer, going into the buying season? You know, what's uh, some best practices you're seeing on the mortgage side of uh, you know purchasing or selling a home? I definitely recommend being pre-approved. Yeah. Uh, this market, I mean, it's always a competitive market, but right now, it, I think it's more and more important to have a solid airtight pre-approval. Mm -hmm. uh, you know it on the real estate side. People are getting pressured into seeing. 21-day escrows, 25-day escrows, removing contingencies, shortening those periods. So it's better to have a solid mortgage plan so you don't have as much time like if something comes up, right? You just got to be able to move really quick, and that all comes from having a good pre-approval. Yeah. yeah. And so once you have your solid pre-approval, if you can get a couple extra documents um, to really bring it all together, um, <clears throat> you know, make it a little bit better of a well-rounded package of the DU mm -hmm. and some, you know, Absolutely. other you know, three-letter acronym stuff that, you know, <laughs> once you're deep into the realm, we can talk about it as of right now, it's going over the heads. But um, things that I'm seeing as a real estate agent is, um, you know, everybody, not everybody, a good number of people are writing a letter to the seller, mm -hmm. and that works, right? Like, it, right. it creates that emotional tie to the buyer and to the right. seller. It's an emotional process. But what we're seeing here at the Greenhouse Group is doing a video, standing in front of, you know, like, the door of the house that you're trying to buy right. or sell and, and you know pulling out the phone and doing a 30 second intro hey right. my name's greg huchan right. i live in pb i work in pb i love the area and i want to stay here i want to set down some roots you know yeah. i saw that you your house is decorated and this you know something that really is true to you, be authentic to yourself, and then also what you see in the house and what you like about it, and that can make a huge difference right. in the, what happens if two offers are really close together? Right. And you work with a real estate agent and a mortgage team that like their package is tight, everything's together, right. and you're, they're layering on all these additional benefits to the offer, that's gonna get you the deal, right? Anybody can slap their name on a contract, write the high price down on right. it, but not every seller out here is looking for the top dollar. Right. Price is always important. Just like in our conversation, rate's always important. But then it's what's beyond that. Yeah. And you want to appeal, for, I'm sure for you, I imagine, you want to appeal to the seller. Like, what's important to the seller? Where, where can we meet the seller on a personal level so they might see why my clients are the strongest yeah. candidates for this home? Exactly. Right. Because dollar amount isn't always the best because you can write a high dollar amount price and then back out. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> then, then that dollar doesn't right. mean anything. Right. So it's you want to create confidence in your offer, making sure that people know that it's going to be a smooth transition and it's going to, you know, you're going to finish. You're going to cross that finish line. Right. Most important. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it doesn't close. Yeah. So 
Um, I see a couple people have logged on. Anybody have any questions uh, for us while we're here in live? We'll answer a couple while they come in. It's a lot of thumbs up, dude. I mean, hey, that's, that's better than nothing, got, right? right? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, looks like no questions are coming in right now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, anything else coming off the top of your mind? I think that's it. I mean, if you're around right now, you can come check out your open house that's that we're true. sitting at. Um, yeah. And then next week, right? Yeah, next week, Thursday, we're going live. Price will be announced, and uh, this baby will be hot on the market. So as of right now, we're still off-market, off-listing, pocket deal over here. So if you want to get into PB before, you know, all the competition and all that kind of good stuff, you know, reach out to me below, direct message me, comment in the like button, all that kind of good stuff. But um you know, we'll be coming at you guys soon again with some more information, but until then, enjoy the day. Nice, dude. I was trying so hard to think of a question on the top of my head <laughs> of just to, like, make it up. <clears throat> and um... <laughs> uh, I should have said something. I should have been like... So-and-so's got a question here. Yeah. John's got a question. What's the I minimum know. down to get into the neighborhood? Yeah. You're sitting PV. What's the minimum I know. Down? I was like, God damn it. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to oh, well, dude. That was good, up. man. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Got some interaction. Um, so we're still mic'd up. Is it going for, for Anchor right now? Oh, too? yeah, yeah. It's still going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, we're, we're still recording. The cool thing about Anchor is um, you just swipe up, up and it keeps, it keeps recording for the whole thing. So we're going. Yeah, we're still going. Yeah. Cool. And uh, it's awesome because it just publishes it out to every platform out there. So, you know, we just hit a Facebook Live. We're, you know, dual tracking with the podcast right now. I mean, we could have held up our phones and did some Instagram photos at the same mm. time. Um, what kind of what kind of things are you trying to focus on for getting out your brand and your your name into this world, Mr. Scotty Van But You know, for me right now, I'm, a, I'm in a specific place where I need to really focus on where my... Um, my long-term vision is not super long-term, but like mm -hmm. five year, really see where I want to be, work my way back and make sure that I'm making the right steps in order to be in that right place for, for my business. Uh, obviously business doesn't wait. So we got to keep going while we, while we're figuring these things out. Mm -hmm. So if I had to say like what I'm doing right now, as opposed to, uh, the long-term play is just day to day, man, making sure I'm making my touches, making sure I'm making my phone calls, making sure I'm reaching out to past clients, making sure I'm asking, you know, questions, what's important to other people. Like if I'm talking to somebody and, you know, I have the opportunity to be on the phone, it's like, well, what's important to you about this conversation? And make sure that I'm always learning from those other people. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Getting outside the bubble, outside the comfort zone mm. of like, I've gotten comfortable, more comfortable now on the social medias. Yeah. So like Instagrams, you Facebook were cruising Lives, on like doing all that kind of good stuff. So it's now like stepping outside that bubble and trying to figure out like what's a good comfortable, cause you know, the main reason that I haven't left the greenhouse group or I don't want to leave is that we're consultants. We're not salesmen. Like I'm not gonna be that guy. And we talked about this earlier. Like I'm not gonna be that guy that's right. gonna be calling you seven times in a week and, and because you, you know, mentioned by in passing that you like real estate or whatever right. like no like right. i, I want to have a real genuine conversation and right. i want to like be impactful and tell you something that you want to hear right and so it's a matter of like 
finding the audience that is 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 re, uh, receptive to that conversation, right. but then pushing that bubble, that, and that's and that's where I'm trying to find. Like, I don't want to be doing cold calls and stuff right. like that, but like, how do I get in front of more people? Right. I think you said something that that rings true for me, and it's allowing people to self-select. So you want to make sure that you're putting yourself out there, broadcasting yourself in a certain way where um, people that you want to work with are receptive to the same things that are important to you. Yeah. Like you don't want to be a salesy guy. You don't want to work with people that want a salesy guy, or you don't want to work with somebody where it's a, a, a tug of war throughout the whole thing. You know, everyone's trying to get over on each other. Yeah. Who's going to get this? Who's going to get that? You want to yeah. you want to have partnerships and meaningful relationships. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, finding finding your voice to, in order to to reach those people. That's that's always going to be important, right? It's always yeah. going to be a part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, I need to finish some continued education as well. I've been <laughs> I've been yes. working on that for a little bit. I literally have two quizzes left to finish my five-year, forty-five-hour or whatever um, class, mm-hmm. and then I've already paid for the broker stuff. I'm gonna get my broker's license when I renew as well. Yeah. 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 So I know I'm two years ahead of renewal and all that kind of mm-hmm. good stuff, but I figured I got to, that's, well. that's, that's the ball that I'm trying to push down is down the hill to get some momentum it is branching out into doing property management as well mm. so that I can have, you know, yeah, it's a whole nother job. It's a whole nother hustle. It's a whole nother level of like, yeah, I'm getting a second job, but that second job is going to have a consistent monthly income. And I don't care if I'm making ten dollars a month when it starts right it's such a the goal is to build that up it's such an under like utilized market here too i feel like you never know anybody who's in the property management business or anybody who's respectable in property management yeah but you know everybody who's in real estate (laughs) so it's like it's it's a it's an underserved market but i think a lot of the times for for me looking and to be an outsider looking in is like what's the model like what's the angle how do you get in or how do you how do you do it to make it cost effective and like you said like if you if it starts out as a side hustle, so it doesn't matter that you're only getting ten dollars, you can afford to do it the way you need to to grow yeah. how you need to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's cool, man. That's a that's a good spot to be moving towards, because everyone's always going to need it. There's always going to be a rental market in San Diego. Yeah. Without <laughs> a doubt. Yeah. So. You know, and selfishly too, like the better I get at it, the better I can manage my own place. Mm-hmm. So totally, you know, it's it's a selfish win-win for me. I mean, you'll, you'd be the ultimate landlord. <laughs> you just learn if you're managing so many other places. Mm-hmm. That's a, there was an interesting t- statistic I saw a while ago, um, and it was, it was the rental market in San Diego. I think like nationwide it's always gone up, but in yeah. San Diego specifically, it hasn't dipped in 22 years. Well, our inventory has oh, I No, I hear you. It's just like, you know, it's, a, it's almost recession-proof, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, there's a housing market crash and everyone's, you know, panicking this and that, but for those that are renting... They're, they're still, still renting. They're still rent. going to work every day. Yeah. They still got to pay their fifteen hundred bucks a month. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't change that part of the equation, which is insane. Which makes it again another good avenue to have, like at least like a poker in the fire. Yeah, I um, I went with my buddy's little sister to go check out a place. Mm-hmm. Um, she's moving back into San Diego from Colorado, and like we went and checked it out. Scotty, this place was going for nineteen ninety five a month nothing uh utilities like water and stuff like that right. included but not right. you know gas electric right. yada yada the standard 
um, dilapidated, falling apart building. Like it, they put brand new carpet in and painted it, and the, but the kitchen is twenty something years old. Lipstick and I'm like, on a pig, man. And I'm sitting there going like. That's $95 more a month than I charge for my place. Right. And my place is way nicer than right. this. And I'm like, I need to charge more money for rent. Like, geez. It's crazy to me. Sometimes you see those, like, shitty places. I lived in one, and it was like, there were, like, termites one time. And I called, and I was like, oh, there's termites swarming. And they're like, it's summer. Don't worry about it. I'm like, well, you guys want to, like, we're over <laughs> the valley. Like, you guys want to, maybe we're in struts. Like, maybe someone should come look at it, you think? Like, yeah. like I get it. It's, you know paying somebody money to come out, but like it's never seemed like they wanted to do any of the repairs to to protect the investment or to yeah. protect the asset. It was always just like as cheap as we can to to have like a better bottom line. And it's like you're I mean, I just absolute slums when it's all said and done. Especially that's that's where um we actually as the greenhouse group just picked up a, a new client. You guys are actually working with them as well, Syed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm calling him Monday. Yeah. Huh. Um it's always interesting, like new investors coming in and trying to make the money and stuff like that. And their you know, in market rate for property management is eight to twelve percent. Mm-hmm. This isn't Texas. This isn't Florida, right? You're not buying a hundred thousand dollar house by the beach and getting two grand a month. Like right. you're 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 buying a four hundred thousand dollar condo with a three hundred fifty dollar HOA a month. And charging two thousand dollars a right. month for rent, like, right. so the margins aren't there, and like, it's just very interesting to see like these investors and 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 they're what it, from having that conversation with him, it seems like they're mainly banking on appreciation. Yeah, and from every conversation, from every smart person I've ever talked to, that's not smart to like do. A, appreciation is supposed to be the added bonus, right? Yeah. You want your the icing on the cash cake. flow is like based off a of percentage. Yeah. My buddy Mikey has a couple places out in um, South Carolina. Yeah. And when we were talking about his return on his investment, uh, I kept going to the appreciation and he kept coming back to the monthly cash flow. And he's like, no, it's basically paying out at 8% annually on its investment as far as the cash flow. Yeah. And he's like, the, the equity growth is just an added bonus. Yeah. And, you know, it, that is the way that you, you should be looking at these That's things. That's a smart right? investor who's done it before. Right. Yeah. So, the, like, this mortgage flyer I did for you where it's, like, the, the mortgage options for the investor mm-hmm. and it's 25% down, that's just a principal and interest payment. That doesn't include your property taxes, HOA, anything yeah. like that. So imagine that being closer to two grand a month. And you yeah. see what the rents are going for around here. It's, like, on the very high side, two grand a month. So if you got into this... You'd be getting into it at a negative cash flow if you're if you're only able to come in with a small amount yeah. of money down. Like you really, it's really got to pencil out. And then California too, like the renters market and the renters rights are so aggressive that if you did get a bad renter in there, yeah, and somebody just decided to squat, like how long Dude, it's going to take you to recoup months, anything off that? Year. Yeah, yeah, and then you could never recoup. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like from digging in deeper and looking at into it. Um, and being in California, um, they recently changed the ADU, so the additional dwelling unit laws, and making it way easier to convert detached garages and garages into um, mm. uh, units, livable right. units, um, which only pertains to single-family residents. If you already have a multifamily, right. like you can't convert a garage just because you have right. parking, right? right? It doesn't right, count right, on right, that. Right. Um, but say if like you bought a place and you're looking for an investment property, a two-on-one kind of thing, and they converted the detached garage 
in the 60s or whatever, unpermitted, but it's been there forever. Um, the tenant actually has the right to sue you if for whatever reason, like let's say you have bad, bad falling out, right? Like you don't want to do this, there's an argument, whatever. Right. The tenant leaves, you kick them out, give them your proper 30-day notice and all that kind of good stuff. And um, they have the right to sue you for every penny they've paid you in rent. And they, yeah, yeah. Because it's not a legal um, zoned property. So you can't legally rent it out. Unreal. And so like, yeah, if, if like tenants knew that and they like got pissed off at their landlord or whatever and they're leave, living in a unpermitted addition, unpermitted dwelling space. Jesus. And the law is 100% in the tenant's favor. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so like before I figured that, uh, I like learned, I like stumbled into that information. I was like, yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Workman, you know, because like getting an appraisal and stuff right. like that, like as long as it's done in a workmanlike Workman, manner yeah. and it's, you know, like you're not accounting for the square footage and stuff like that, like it'll appraise out just fine. Your loan will be fine. But like right. the going, other side of going that. full circle of, okay, now you own this and you want to rent that out, like That's you're at a massive liability, you know, of getting sued for every penny they've ever paid you. That's and like, insane. what if they live there for two years? Yeah. Paying two grand a month. Sounds like it'd be good options math. for like a short-term rental. Like if you wanted the Airbnb. Airbnb, it, right? out, yeah. Because then it's like you're, you're minimizing your potential losses if there was a lawsuit. That, and um, you could just say they're renting the main unit. Right. You know? Ah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Dude, that's all crazy. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Garage conversions. Yeah. So awesome. If you get it permitted. If you don't yeah. get it permitted, there is so many laws and regulations. And, and it's it's in the right, like the laws are set up in the right for the right reasons. It's to protect from shoddy builders, shoddy electricians, like right. the place burning down. Right. And your tenant losing all their stuff and all everything but in there. But the flip side of that is someone can move into something that they know is a garage conversion that they're happy with at the time and mm -hmm. then have, having a falling out and coming back and leaning on that law and being in the right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's where those laws get like a little backwards, you know? It's like mm -hmm. they're always made because you want to protect the people that are renting the places, right? You yeah. want, like they don't know any better, mm -hmm. you know, subletting, illegal subletting. Like, that's why there's there's renter's rights, even if you're an illegal subletter, because maybe you, maybe you don't know. Yeah. That, oh, shit, I don't know that guy couldn't rent me this place, but I moved my whole family in. Now you're just going to tell me I'm gone in 30 days? Like, I, under, I understand that, but then you look at the other side of the coin, and you're just like, wow, man, there's, there's no protection for the owner. You got to stay hard within the guidelines right if you, as soon as you step outside of it yeah damn the tenant laws are i didn't know about that that garage conversions that's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah jeez well, rent's family <laughs> be careful um uh who was it someone here in california was telling me um he was living with his girlfriend fiance for a little bit and mm -hmm. then we'll keep names under wraps so we're not blowing anybody up but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> they had their falling out right well he never had his girlfriend slash fiance slash now ex-girlfriend sign a lease mm. and she was paying him rent mm -hmm. but because they, she didn't have a lease she wasn't paying him rent she was paying into his mortgage and it was a bad breakup 
a little bit of cheating on each other and whatnot. Right. She went to a lawyer. He looked through all the documents, saw that, and was like, right there. We can get all that money back. You were paying into his mortgage. And you have no asset to it. You have no life. And so oh, they no sued way. him. Sued him for all of the mortgage payments that she paid into his mortgage. Oh. I don't know how it all... That's brutal. All, you know, how the cards That's fell. Brutal. <laughs> oh, that just goes back to it. The very, if you're, if you're going to cheat, just break up. <laughs> just be single. Just, Jesus. Yeah. There's never a good story like that. No. Oh, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real estate nightmares brought there to you by is. Grow with Greg. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I mean, close it up. Yeah, we got like five minutes left before we need to get out of here. So, Let's any parting thoughts, comments, concerns, questions? Uh, no, man. It's been educational for me, uh, learning about the the second unit. Yeah. Uh, for sure, it's like something I had no idea about. Yeah. Um, good. Uh, how's, good how's, it, how's your beer with broker blog going? Good. Just gotta edit that first one and get it up. Yeah. So, but it's moving along. Um, Actually, looking to reach out to my buddy Alex out here in PB to do the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it used to be Cali Kebab, was Amplified Ale Works. Oh yeah, that place is good. Yeah, that place is dope. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably do that one there, and then maybe downtown at my buddy's place, and um, it's called Half Door Brewery. So do that oh, one there. Yeah, we went there for. Yeah, for the the thing. Yeah. Our retreat. Retreat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so probably do that, and then. Uh, yeah, just keeping them along. I think there's like two other places, Rabbit Hole, Jesse's friends with those guys. I'm going to have Jesse do that one with me. And then mm-hmm. um, just keep plugging away at the, pull the friend card as much as I can, get six under the on the books, and then keep it going. I was trying to do it bi-weekly, but I think monthly, which was mm-hmm. like my original goal. Yeah. It's probably more realistic. Yeah. I'm just going to have to find something that I can do. As weekly. long as it's longer form, because uh, Hardcore History, mm-hmm. Dan Carlin. Oh, yeah. Hard- Carlin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly. Four hours? Yeah. Podcasts? Four hour long podcasts. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't come out every week. Right. right? Like, right. there's some serious, right. you know, so as long as the content, you know, is worth the wait and all right. that kind of good stuff and there's good information and the expectation is, like, not set at, oh, yeah. it's going to be a bi-weekly. I think, I think what, I, what I'll probably do is get, um, get, the, get the first one done, get the second one done, have them, like, locked and loaded and mm-hmm. then have, be, like, editing the third one. Yeah. And then put them up. Yeah. And then, and then like, have a realistic expectation on how long it actually takes me to go from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, with, like, I've had a couple crazy weeks, but, like, if I'm making the time, I think I might be able to crank them out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe every third week or the first Thursday of the month or whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah, get an idea for, for how long it's really going to take and then just keep going. I'd like to be doing, like, two a month. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the beer with your broker? Beer. Yeah. Beerwithyourbroker.com. Beerwithyourbroker.com on the socials, Facebooks, and Instagrams. Or where, uh, where are we at? See, everything on like most of the socials is just under my personal name. So okay. right now I don't have the Facebook page up, but I will have a Facebook page up for it. Instagram is going to be uh, at Scotty Van V. Okay. That's personal Instagram, and it'll make it a little bit more Beer With Your Broker like forward. So how about let's do this then? Because Instagram now allows you to have multiple different accounts. Mm-hmm. Let's get you set. Let's let's. Put it on record right now that you're going to have a beer with your broker Instagram page. So I'm you down can, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you said you got a Facebook page coming up. Mm-hmm. So by the time this is released, it'll definitely be live. Then check it out. Then yeah. Check All it right. out. I like that. Okay. So that you can have a nice stream. Because, I mean, the worst is like, 
you're trying to find like an Instagram and their hand, their name is this and then their Facebook is that and right. they're that and they're and they're trying to be like right. professional and it's right. like dude you have like six different names I can't track you down and, and what's right. your email address that doesn't make any sense compared to right. all the rest of these things I do have yeah. Scott at beerwithyourbroker.com there you go my, all right all right my email so uh, that's where we can find you wonderful I and like then, that uh, thanks for hanging out with me man yeah dude let's get this thing uh, shut down.